What's up, everybody? It's Eden XO. Welcome back to season two of Artists Arguing. It's been a hot minute. I know you've all been tweeting, asking what the fuck is up with this show. Believe me, I've missed doing it. Just to update all of you, I've been working on new music. I'm dropping a new song really soon with Travis Mills. Woo! Called Say That Again. I've been touring. I was actually, um, I was in Texas when Hurricane Harvey hit on tour, and that was wild, and I might get into that later. But now I'm back on dry land, um, and I'm so excited to be back in Adobe Radio and doing this podcast. I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little rusty, and I kind of have the queen of pods on today. I want to introduce my amazing guest slash friend, Malls. She's a blogger, podcaster, feminist with rad vintage style, co-creator of Hello Giggles. She's written for shows like Two Broke Girls on CBS. Um, She hosts a plethora of podcasts. My favorite one being Please Advise. It's it's a comedy advice show, and it just, like, I pee my pants in traffic listening to it. So um, we might do some crossover later in this episode and take a call or two. Everybody, welcome Malls to Artists Arguing. Woo! Hey, how are you? We don't have to fight, do we? No. I don't want to fight debate. with you. We, ha- okay, we healthy good. debate. Okay, we good. Might, we might get into some healthy debate. Um, hi, Malls. Hi, how are you? It's so nice to be here. I love your lipstick. Thank you. It's a Kylie lip kit. Oh, God. I'm so proud of her. I always have to represent <laughs> her. My favorite businesswoman. How do you? Um, besides you. <laughs> um, I'm excited for her pregnancy. I'm not really. I think it's, um, I don't know how anyone's supposed to be excited about a 20-year-old girl being pregnant, but I think that, that's what you were going to ask me, right? How yeah, I you, you're psychic. Pregnancy. You knew exactly what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, I felt it. The sisters are all prego at the same time. I guess so, right? So I, Courtney, Not like when people sink their periods, they like sunk their know, pregnancies. their uteruses, but <laughs> uteri. But Courtney confirmed this morning, I think, that she's not pregnant. Oh. Which I was like, okay. She's good. Um, she's- also, Instagram moments was killing me this morning because it was like, <laughs> 210 or 310 women have come forward to say like this Hollywood producers um, molested them and then it says Simon Cowell in hospital because he fell down the stairs (laughs) and I was just laughing at like these are my Instagram moments like Kourtney Kardashian is not pregnant count Simon Cowell fell down the stairs 310 (laughs) women have been have accused a man of sexual assault it was just like wow oh my god wait 310 women accused the same man of sexual assault? Yeah, it's that producer guy that uh, humps legs, apparently, in the park. That's, what? like, his thing. I yeah. don't even know about he's, he's the new one. So, I guess, I guess like, 310 women, including... I think this might be the one Olivia Munn spoke out about. I don't want to be wrong about that. Oh, a film producer. My yeah. mind immediately went to music producer. Oh, Sel- no, no, no. Selma Blair said something, and so did Rachel McAdams. So Humps yeah. legs in parks. Yeah, he like is a leg humper. Okay. <laughs> That's how he gets off. That's very Allegedly. strange. Yeah. That's very strange. I mean, I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, that sucks if that's your fetish. Like, but you got to get it under control, man. Like, you can't <laughs> do that. Um, it's like a dog in a dog park. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you ever take Wags to dog parks? No, he's not friendly. Oh. It was really like my friend recently said to me, like, when I get back in town, like, 
we have to take our dogs to the dog park, but you let me know which one because my dog's an asshole. And I was like, <laughs> Wags has never been to a dog park for that reason. But do you, okay, here's the thing. Mocha's a total bitch. Yeah. Like, she's a feisty little chihuahua. Wags is a chihuahua, right? Yes. Something about, like, the dog park in Playa Vista, it, I mean, and I'm being really bougie right now, it's like an astro turf. like, they, yeah. they built, like, a doggy waterfall, like, it's, like, all rich tech people dog park. Yeah. She's just, like, it's like Disneyland for her, and she's so sweet and cuddly and runs around and plays with everybody, and then when we walk her in the neighborhood, she's back to, like, trying to fight pit bulls. It's, like, a real issue. Well, we had a little, like, dog run on the roof of my last building, which was, like appealing, a mm-hmm. big thing. So I was just like, oh, that's perfect. Like if I'm working or something, I could just take him up here and like yeah. let him pee. But it would always have to be like a situation where we would transition over between dogs. Yeah. Because none of the dogs get along. Ugh. And Wags is a major instigator. Gotcha. And it's not about <laughs> it's not about him and the other dogs. It's really about me. So right. I've noticed if I'm not around, he can play nice. Yeah. But he's protective. Yeah, he's like I mean, he's obsessed with me. Well, I only thought about that because the other day at this dog park, this one Minter Pincher kept humping Mocha's body and I was like it's one of those things where like at first you're kind of like oh no 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 and you like scoop them off and you're looking around like who the fuck owns this dog like get your dog under control yeah and like the fifth time it happened I I had him kind of a freak out it's like whose dog is this and this one was like oh it's mine oh my god that's so cute and I'm like it's actually not cute like please like get your dog away from my dog like she doesn't want it she's turning (laughs) around she's snapping back like bitch better recognize well everyone has a different like approach to dog parenting which really like kind of weirds me out because i think that there's <laughs> only like one which is to have like a really incestuous relationship with your pet <laughs> that's like constant 24 7 skin to skin contact yeah and so, i lick my dog yeah so i um i i just think it's weird when like like Wags when he instigated a fight last year and got attacked like everyone at the hospital kept saying to me like you're such a good dog mom like you're such a good and I was like who like wouldn't do this like you know apparently there's people that yeah they go to the dog park and they space out and they they, space you know dog parks are the new like like these cougars are on the hunt man for divorced dads yeah yeah Yeah. and they're not paying attention they're like she was in like a corner like flirting with some divorced dad and I'm like get your fucking dog under control I think I want to date a divorced dad (laughs) Like, it depends why he got divorced. But I think that would be, I would be a good stepmom. I've said that for a long time, so. I think you'd be a good stepmom, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want my own kids, but I had a single parent, so I was like, I I would know how to do this. Like, I would kill this. Like, I'd be exactly right. Got it on lock. I have the perfect temperament to be a step-parent. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Um, okay. So you're from Boston, right? Yeah, I'm from actually from Lexington, Massachusetts. I usually just shorthand it and say Boston, but like real Bostonians will call me out. And plus, my voice has evolved so much over the years that people either think I'm from the Valley or they think I'm Southern or they think I'm from the Midwest, but no one ever guessed like Northeast for me. You sound super Cali to me as a SoCal girl myself, born and bred. I think it's because... How um, long have you lived here? Well, I've lived here for 11 years, yeah, but I started why. talking like this in college when I started doing stand-up. I made a conscious effort Wait, to you relax did stand-up? my I voice. I missed that whole era of your life. Yeah, like in college, I would do, I did sketch and stand-up, which is how I knew I wanted to be a writer. And then when I came out here, I did stand-up like four times and before I was like 
you know, I'm doing UCB classes. They just invented this thing called YouTube. Like, people are putting comedy videos on that thing. Like, I, why would I go to the, no offense to, like, people who do this for a living, why would I go to the belly room and, like, <laughs> perform for 30 people when I could have the opportunity to perform for, like, 30,000 or 30 whoever, you know? So, so you just, were early on the YouTube comedy vids. Yeah, well, like, vlogging, sort of. Vlogging, okay. Yeah. I have to be honest. I know we're friends. I don't think I've seen any of your vlogs. That's okay. I've read your work, mm-hmm. but not seen your vlogs. And well, I should have done, like, a Google, but I kind of wanted us to just have, like, a real off-the-cuff conversation. Oh, no, I don't Google anyone. I think it's... I actually, like, prefer not being Googled. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All the stuff in your intro, I really knew about you, so... Thanks, yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, I, what did you call me? A, a vintage-inspired feminist? <laughs> that was really funny. I said a feminist with rad vintage style. I love... Thank you so much. Um, I know your mom was, like, a clothes um, flipper. She's a clothes flipper. So She's, you got some, like, you know, early style guidance I as a child. I picked up that shit from her for true... Oh, am I allowed to... Swear on this? I swear. Have you uh, heard me for okay. the last five I, minutes? We probably have already sworn like 12 <laughs> times, and it's just a great I can't amount. help it. Ryan says it's not classy, and I'm working on it. But. It's not classy, but <laughs> it's it's okay. You know what? I've, I've heard worse than either of us. So, um, yeah, I started out um, at Boston College doing sketch and stand-up, and you actually came on to, through our mutual friend Chad, you yeah. came on to a live video stream that we did a long, long time ago for yeah, Hello Giggles. That's how I met you. So that was the end of like kind of like my YouTubing days. Like, okay, but was that is that considered vlogging what we did? No. So around that time that like new different forms of video were coming out, different right. ways to do output and I had done this do you remember the website Defamer? That was like a Gawker yeah. website. Yeah. So I used to do a daily video for Defamer for okay. about a year. That would every day of the week I would do a video which is really, really good training, and it taught me how to, like, I mean, it's, YouTubers are the real workhorses out there. They really are. Yeah. And, like, I have such respect for what they do, especially now, like, on the level in which you're, you're supposed to come in on with editing and everything like that, um, and, like, the saturation of the market. They're also the most depressed people I've ever met, though. Really? Yeah, their whole life is not in the moment. I mean, they're all about capturing a moment and they're not living in the moment. Maybe that's what my layover of depression is from, is from what I was <laughs> But uh, Do you feel happier now? Uh, no, I, th- I was happiest when I was like 26 and really broke. I was like, re- I think, I know I think about that a lot. Like, I think about like wishing those days away, like just uh-huh. being like, oh God, can I please just get through this? Yeah. And now, you know, I look, I love being like, I'm 33 now. I love my life. I love my You're a homeowner in Los have- Angeles. Yeah. Can we just do a little so clap stressful. for that, Tom, everybody? That's you know how hard that is. Thing the, it's so stressful. Though. You are a single woman homeowner in Los Angeles. You are a yeah. bad bitch. Thank you. That's I, not easy, huh? I worry about losing it every day. That's another thing too. Is that when I was twenty six, I had nothing to lose. Yeah. So like that's the that's that's I would say is the is the pressure of. And I should allow myself to have the accomplishment, but like I, yeah. always, I always worry about stuff like that, which I think is health. Uh, fear is healthy, uh, a certain amount. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a, a healthy fear. Is I'm nice. really crippled by fear personally, which is why I started meditating this year. And my it's entire, going. you know, it's going good. It's going good, girl. And I had my numerology chart read last year, and I know that numerology years start in September. Mm-hmm. So most recently, I'm entering my year seven, which I was talking about um, for all the artists arguing listeners. 
you already know I've been talking about this. Um, seven is career money power, and I just entered it, and I'm really fucking feeling it. That's and I'm, exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. A lot of stuff's starting to click. I just wrote the new Kygo single. Not to pat myself on the back, but I'm fucking excited. That's really exciting. And um, I'm really looking forward to not being broke in 26 anymore. So you won't not be. <laughs> uh, how do I find out my numerology? Oh, well, this is kind of crazy, but, um, oh, my God. I know we did this on Please Advise really early on once, and I think I was an eight. No. That could be your, like, life path number, but I don't know what number you're in right now. Oh, okay. So the way, so this is kind of wild. I actually get my numerology chart read through Chris Cornell's mother. Mm -hmm. She's a numerologist, and um, via my... Our mutual friend Julie, Chris Cornell's mom, has a has a website which uh, we'll link to later, where you can go in and she um, does very specific numerology readings for people. Um, R.I.P. Chris Cornell. That was really sad, but that's, um, yeah, that's how I, I got my sort of like. But it's all very general. It's the same information. Like the, the rules apply. You know, like horoscopes and like charts can kind of be yeah. all over. Numerology is like pretty by the book. It's like your year six is, I believe, um, it's a down year. It's a low energy year, which is what I just came out of. It's mm-hmm. about shedding like negativity and people around you that you don't need around you. And then I know you're seven in general for everyone is career money power. Whatever like life path number you are, if you're an eight, I, I don't, I like, I think I'm a six in like, life path I don't think they cross I think it's just about what year you're actually in right now so it's a new year for you so you should find out yeah I was gonna say is there like three numbers in a row that are the worst years of your life I know I think I'm getting out of that yeah like I know I know like a five for example is family oriented oh that's real it's interesting because that's when I got married was my year five okay so it's been pretty on the nose yeah kind of wild after we, why don't we get into a song and then we can take a minute and look up your numerology. Okay. Um, did you come wanting to hear anything specifically? Well, you told me that you wanted to talk about um, sort of the Harvey Weinstein stuff that's going on I definitely right want to get into that, yes. And Hollywood, and I wanted to kind of gear my songs towards things that I think speak to that issue in general. And this one is... Um, a song about that's basically it's about rape culture and it sounds like a fun little uh, rock song so um, I picked My Sharona My Sharona is about rape culture I mean the guy's basically like I'm gonna fuck you whether you like it or not Sharona holy shit yeah let's listen and uh, get into a little debate on these lyrics Okay, we're back on Artists Arguing. I'm Eden. I'm here with my girl, Malls. Hey, girl. We just listened to My Sharona by The Knack, and holy shit. I mean, I've never even analyzed, as a lyricist myself, I've never thought about these lyrics. These are very rapey lyrics. Yeah, they are. Is this a known thing, or...? Um, I think it's like it's not like the baby it's cold outside known where it's like oh everyone knows that that guy's like being really inappropriate with that girl's like I gotta go home and he's like no you don't right. stay by the fire <laughs> uh, and also um, I'm actually to back up my claim I, I turned to my friend the internet yeah. and I found a crack.com list about eight songs that you didn't know were about rape 
Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, let's get <laughs> into those. Father figure by Michael George is one of those. They're saying um, Summer Nights. I think there's implications of rape in there. But for my Sharona, they say, um, while a quick listen makes it seem like this is a song by idiots that's barely anything beyond gibberish, it's in fact an ode to pedophilia and general debauchery. Who knew? Wait, why, singer why, wants us why to is know, it an ode to pedophilia? The singer wants us to know over the course of the song that he really wants to bang the Sharona girl, and apparently that's whether she likes it or not because he has no plans on stopping, and he always gets it up for younger girls. Normally when you advertise this kind of stuff, Chris Hansen asks you to sit down to take a talk for a talk. Because so. of the lyric I see here, never gonna stop, give it up, such a dirty mind, I always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. Huh. Okay, but... Why pet? <laughs> but why pedophilia? I'm not trying to defend. I'm just saying maybe he means barely legal. Yeah, or maybe he he didn't specify like for the. I always get it up for the like junior high kind. Right. I mean, so, I guess there's room for argument there. Definitely, I don't think in a court of law you could say it's technically about pedophilia. But um, it is creepy though, nonetheless. I mean, um, it's also like I don't know. I just think it's like I mean, I don't. I know it's like I the classic get fetish, it up for the but touch of the younger kind. God, I never knew he said that. Yeah, because everybody just sings the chorus. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, now like when you go to karaoke and you hear people sing that, you're like, what? Uh, but I had a moment, yeah, like there's sometimes you'll just be listening to a song, you kind of have a moment, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, that's a little inappropriate. Yeah. Um, and you realize that this is something that's like, we're so saturated in, like this is a huge pop culture thing. Everyone knows this song, everyone's heard it, it's on soundtracks, it's, you know, your parents probably played it at barbecues. Yeah. You just grow up around. Well, I feel that way about some of the weekend's lyrics. Yeah. I, I know this is going to be real controversial, but. And I, sh I didn't do any research on which one specifically, and so I'll have to get back to everybody on that. I feel that way about some of the weekend's lyrics. Uh, I feel like some of it is is borderline rapey as well. And and please, please I, I reserve the right to take back whatever I say on this show. And I know some people are going to tweet me and be like, what do you mean? And I'll get more specific. I'm not looking on my friend the internet right now. But I remember hearing a couple things that irked me and was just sort of like, I don't know, just like slathered in misogyny and control. And I just felt like, how is this on the radio? Like, it's it's a little totally. bit crazy. Even though I'm a fan of his, there's just like moments of like, you know, shivers. So, I mean, we're coming up on almost a year of Trump. Yeah. I can't believe we've survived. I know. I actually have been kind of taking it as a positive. Like, Me too. wow, that year went fast. Yeah, it flew by. Yeah. We can get through another three. We can do that. Unless he gets impeached and yeah. this is over with soon. Which, by the way, can I throw something out? Please. I have, like, a real, uh, I'm, like, you know, very grateful for Larry Flynn for what he's doing to kind of work towards the impeachment of Trump. But, like, can we... Please get someone with an equal amount of money out there to <laughs> yeah get Corey Feldman to out of that NDA that keeps him from like un, like uh, revealing the Hollywood pedophile ring or like protecting some of these women that want to come forward with names. But well, you saw he's got to go fund me and he's getting he's getting up there. Last time I think I checked yesterday and he was at like 160 k. Right, but he's it's trying like, to raise 10 million. We though. live in a world where like Peter Thiel wants to take down Gawker for outing him, but right. like he, they won't stand up for like young boys being molested. It's I know just, it's like, completely fucked. It's completely fucked and backwards. Yeah, I mean, do you feel that Trump's impact on society has propelled people to like finally 
speak out in the media about sexual harassment or are we just all finally paying attention? Uh, I definitely more because, um, you know, I was at the Women's March in D.C. and like, you know, awesome. that was the first time. I mean, I mean, just like the idea that everyone was wearing like a pink pussy hat. I mean, that was something that I don't think in my youth I would have ever expected yeah. to see in the street. And, and also the. Um, heavy usage of that word. It's so it's such a visceral word totally. as well that I think that that being something that you can't avoid right now is a very important thing. Um, we're in such a different political climate than we ever were. Like one of my favorite tweets of all time, which I'm going to paraphrase, was by the Simpsons writer Mike Scully, who was like, "Do you remember when Al Gore like yawned during a?" debate and we all thought it was the most horribly undignified behavior we've ever seen and it's like so true it's like where we have come in the last like eight years from what's acceptable in the arena of politics which used to be a, like you know a very regal sort of like there, there was a romantic sense oh, around it yeah um, and like you know you know you don't talk shit about the president no matter who the president is he's mm-hmm. the president right. um we don't really live in that world anymore. I think that we have... There was, like, ubiquitous respect whether you voted for that person or not. It was, like... Exactly. Yeah, and now it's, yeah, completely... I think I think uh, W, like, kind of derailed that a little bit, but now it's just a big joke. And um, It's a joke. It's embarrassing. It's nice to know that there's now... I think that that's... That, that politeness of, you know, not being able to say, like, I'm going to, you know, I have to respect my president no matter what. Like, that is also the same thing as, like, well, you you know, it's just easier to be quiet about these things. And if something is wrong, you're supposed to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and the concept of fairness is something that's always bothered me my whole life. I get very upset about people. You know, I had a realization a few years back, which is that, um, unfortunately, for the most part, a lot of people don't care about the truth very much. Um, the truth is not necessarily relevant to how they live their life or how they make their money or how they're going to be personally or financially benefited. And so I just, um, that's, this is like a nice sea change that I'm feeling. Yeah. And I, but I also, um, it's hard to say, like, which I, I mean, it definitely, I think Trump sparked a national conversation with the grab you by the pussy thing. Yeah. Um, with, with, you know, I think that has also kind of laid the ground for this conversation about Hollywood with this open secret, um, which, like, it certainly was. And, like, I really want to just, like, clarify that anyone, I think anyone in this business who says that they didn't know that this was going on is... Can full of shit. Full of shit. Everyone well, knows. Yeah, I want to get into this clip that um, just came out on TMZ. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard this, the Courtney Love on the red carpet. Did you see oh, that? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Let's just play this for a second. Whose roast was that at, by the way? Because I think that was at the roast of Donald Trump. I'm not kidding. Seriously? Look, yeah, well, that's Natasha Leggero, and they're on a roast red carpet. Oh. And I don't know what roast that would have been, but it seemed like timing-wise that could be the roast of... This was in 2005. Donald Trump. Donald Trump got a roast? Yeah. I mean, he's God, a famous you, media figure. You, like he's You been have a, so much knowledge, Malls. Um, I just grew up in the 80s. Well, let's take a listen real quick. This is Courtney Love on a red carpet in 2005. Hi, Comic Central. Do you have any advice for a young girl moving to Hollywood? Uh, okay, so that's kind of that brings me back to like what I was saying earlier is like 
And what you're saying, too, like, anyone who says they didn't know is completely full of shit. Yeah, and, you know, Courtney's, like, caught some shit, too, because she's... Okay, so 2005 was the roast of Pamela Anderson. Sorry about that. But, you know, she's got some heat because, I guess, like, as recently as 2015, she's been seen in, like, paparazzi footage as, like, kind of smoking a cigarette near him at a party sort of thing. But if anything, I think that's just, like, a reminder of how, like, you can't really escape your abusers in this town. And that's, you know... You know, Hollywood is a very small town. It's a very small community. Like, you're much closer to um, big names at any given time than you might think you are, no matter who you are. Yeah. And I also want to point out that, like, this isn't just a, like, our industry thing. Like, the way that sexual assault affects women, no matter what their career path or whatever, it's it's a hit on your self-worth and, like, your, you know, your drive, your, your the way you carry yourself. And I think that that definitely, um, you know, is this is just a good broad scale reminder to people of, yeah, there's people that have to go about their lives every day or in order to swim in cer- certain circles that they deserve to be in, they have to also continuously face their abusers or someone who has wronged them. 100%. I mean, I was signed to a megalomaniac um, psycho person who I won't name when I was living in London, huge producer, many many hits and I was under contract and couldn't do anything about it until I could and I actually made a web series about it like a fictional recap called this is how rumors start if you guys want to go back in time and watch the Jesse and the toy boys this is how rumors start five part webisodes where I kill him um it's kind of interesting and that was so mild I mean that was literally an ass grab and a couple inappropriate remarks right and it was just kind of like It's crazy when the whole Me Too thing was trending on Twitter because it just made me feel like, I don't know. I just was like, it was just so nice to know. I mean, it's it was conflicting. It was like, I my heart broke for everybody tweeting the Me Too. Yeah. But I also was like, oh my God, I'm not alone in this sort of like, not just the systematic problem we have in Hollywood, but like everywhere as, as women and men, you know, like this is going on and now we're all actually talking about it. I don't know. And then I've also been really grateful for the little angels that have stepped in and kind of, someone asked me the other day, like, you know, did you ever meet Harvey Weinstein? And I was like, no, I never have. Like, we've never crossed paths. Same thing with, uh, you know, Dr. Luke allegedly with Kesha. I've never worked with Dr. Luke. I've never crossed paths with these sort of... I don't think Kesha would lie. I just want to say that. (laughs) I believe Kesha. I'm team Kesha all the way. Um, But it was weird because, like, I I think two years ago, I was was about to hire a new publicist, Mm -hmm. and I was on text with him, and he was, like, a very sought-after publicist. I won't name his name. And the day before our meeting, this this story broke on, I want to say... Pitchfork, Billboard, a couple people picked it up, but it was it wasn't big news, and it was that these artists who had been working with him, some very credible artists, um, came forward and were like, "Yo, he's been really inappropriate with me and rapey," and you know, I forget, I'm not gonna say who, because then you'll, you know, I don't want to get into any legal implications, but um, I saw, you know, that I I had a mutual friend in. Um, with someone with Sky Ferreira, he repped Sky Ferreira, and it was she had came out and spoken again. And I was like, oh my god! So obviously that meeting never happened. And right. I, I've been very grateful for all these little angels who stepped in and kind of 
prevented anything worse than an ass grab happening yeah. to me. But, I mean, I don't know. As a woman in Hollywood on the other side of the camera and in front of the camera with your vlogs and everything like that. And what? What's up? Oh, nothing. I'm Somebody just, just I just, I just, no, I just caught a glimpse of myself and uh, uh, looking like that Kermit meme. And I, <laughs> uh, sorry, I just laughed. No, I wanted to actually mention something in regards to the Me Too movement. Yeah. Because I called my best friend, Christina, who you've met. Um, Shout out I, to Christina. I told Christina Lopez, who produces Please Advise. Because I wanted to talk about um, sort of like, and I don't want to get too heavily into the term intersectional feminism because there's too much for it to mess up there. But I do want to say that like this Me Too movement and not to take this away from Melissa Milano because she has definitely reignited this in the in the culture right now. It actually started with a black woman named Tarana Burke 10 years ago she wow. started it. And that is where I really want to say that like the face of this whole Hollywood sexual assault thing has really been pretty young blonde women. And like one person that Harvey has like stepped out against uh, her claims was Lupita. And it's like, well, only like two women of color have really spoken out about this. And we know that, you know, they, they, you know, there's unfortunately there's really nothing harder to be in our society than a black woman. And I can't speak to that experience personally, but from everything I know, from everything I've heard, that is that is the case. And um, this, I just I just feel like this is where we also have to kind of step forward as as women and like build up women of color who are going through this as well in this business. Because if we're, it's not just you know pretty blonde girls from Ohio who have to like kind of do the casting couch thing. It's like you know if if that's if that's how people who society values as like superior citizens of some kind do, imagine what your average person of color whose society is like, you know, just constantly ignoring, ignoring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine how they have dealt with some of this stuff and felt and been rejected and yeah. um, been even less like have have even less um, of an opportunity to have a voice. You yeah. One hundred percent. Um, Stand with your sisters. All right, well, let's get into some more music. What do you want to hear? Okay, so just like kind of speaking of what we were just talking about, I've always loved this cover um, of Bob Marley's So Much Things to Say by Lauren Hill. Um, because of the passion in her voice and just the message of this song and also the conversation that always comes up around Lauren surrounding you know mental illness and the way that women are treated, um, I feel so passionately about being very careful about throwing the label crazy around around a woman. I feel very passionate about keeping, you know, the more you ostracize people and call them crazy, the more dangerous our society becomes. And so I think that just listening to people and maybe even like a song like this and just hearing like the pain in a person's voice and where you have to come from in order to have that kind of emotion, um, maybe, you know, you can find some empathy in there. What's up, guys? It's Eden XO. Welcome back to Artist Arguing. All right, so here's what happened. Um, I'm a dummy dumb, and somehow uh, somebody, I'm not saying who, muted half of our conversation where Miles and I got really into it over Southwest Airlines. So we'll have to revisit that in the future. Also, you're going to hear a random voice and wonder, who's that? That is our homie Sam Lansky. He popped in halfway through the conversation, and he's actually going to be my guest on episode two. So stay tuned for that. And lastly, we missed all your calls because we didn't have the phone line up. So I'm sorry, but it's going to be a lot smoother next week. Uh, and it's still really funny. So listen to what we get into right now. 
Yeah. All right. Balls. Well, nobody called us, and that's really yeah. embarrassing. But um, it's one o'clock on a, is it Tuesday? The last time I it's did this Friday. A Friday. <laughs> the last time I did this, someone called. I don't live on your linear time schedule. Okay. Wait, do, you, do you want me to? Do you want me to like call? No, you're already <laughs> on the show. Okay, this I, is all real. I, like, we just keep it real. But but what what are you looking for? You're looking for like a question. We I mean, were like, doing, I can offer a question. No, like, we okay okay Sammy okay Sammy playing game. We were gonna do a please advise. Artists arguing crossover. Wow. So, but, you know, just like... I mean, I have some please advise letters, listener letters, but that's probably not fair to them because they might not... They Let's might save not that for your this. pod, please Sorry. advise. Okay, <laughs> do, you have, do you have any advice right now? We'll do one question from Sam Lansky in person since no one fucking called. What Wait. are your personal dilemmas? Oh, my God, personal dilemmas. What's your drama? Keep, do you have any drama going on? Keep, oh, yeah. Keep it to two sentences. That's going to be really hard. Three. That's, You're a writer. That's not going to be easy. <laughs> I know. I'm not. Concise. Actually, no. Every time people call, please advise. I'm a huge please advise listener. They leave these voicemails. Can I imitate one of your, like, callers? Oh, you mean the 45-minute, yeah. two-second call? Are, Hi, Malls. Um, my name's Becca. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. I've, I'm 25. I've listened to you for the last... Um, yeah. Two years, and it's really helped me get through my physical therapy for my <laughs> left toe. I just want to say hi, yeah. Christina and guest. Um, <laughs> Girl, I, that is I love so you. it. And this is um, the problem I'm having is that my little brother, he's 14, we have different dads. Um, <laughs> He keeps so stealing good. my um, iPhone exactly 7 headphone jack for my headphones. <laughs> and it's really annoying because, first of all, I don't think that Apple should have changed the headphone <laughs> um, connector. It's very frustrating for me. And, you know, I'm a little overweight and I like to work out. And he just keeps stealing my adapter. And I don't know what to do because I know he already feels like I don't love him because we have different dads. And... <laughs> The thing is that I do, but he really frustrates me. So, anyways, thanks. Please advise. No, you're forgetting like the turn, which is like <laughs> anyway. I'm calling because my boyfriend was molested and he's having a lot of problems. Yeah, then they take like, like a hard laugh. Why the fuck did I just have to listen to your iPhone story for 15 minutes? What? <laughs> So I can't, I can't right. even afford an iPhone 7. I know. Okay, <laughs> on that note, okay, fuck you all, artists arguing listeners. Just kidding, I love you. Sorry that nobody called. We are back, though. I know we've been on hiatus, so maybe you just don't realize I'm back. And I'm so happy to have had Malls as my first guest. I want to plug her podcast real quick because they're super, super entertaining. She's got a couple of them. I'm going to let Malls take it away. Okay, so there's Please Advise, PLZ Advise, which is an advice podcast. Uh, then there's Emotionally Broken Psychos, which is about the cross-section of psychology and reality television. And then there's Love that podcast one. all about Lifetime Original Movies called Mother May Sleep With Podcast, which just wrapped up its second season. And... Um, we scored, we, we our number one movie of the season, and we scored them, um, was Suburban Madness, which is about a woman in Texas who runs over her husband because he's cheating on her <laughs> with his daughter in the car. It's oh, really my good. God. Uh, yeah. So, Eden, thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for being on. Anything else that we can look forward to that you're working on? I mean, I don't know if there's anything to look forward to, really. Secret screenplays <laughs> that you want to divulge? Oh, no, 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 no. That sort of stuff I can never talk about. Top seeks. Top, Top seeks. seeks. But, okay. yeah. 
Love you, Malls. Yeah, and don't it. forget to follow Malls on all of her social handles. Just throw those out real quick. Just Malls and Malls on Instagram and Twitter. M-O-L-L-S. Dude, so baller. Yeah, I was I late snappy. for this party, but I snap? also love Malls. I just have to say. Sam, you, I also love you. you. Oh, my God. It's so mutual. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. And please join in on the conversation when this episode airs. And don't forget to use the hashtag ArtistArguing. Bye.